You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, Binge Views. gentlemen welcome to binge views on bingemedia.net your host alex and sarah and binge views is binge media's look at new releases in theaters i'm here with binge views own correspondent chad christopher what's going on hey hey buddy i noticed that uh yeah never mind it's it's two weeks in a row without law i know it's nice right yeah it's you're not fucking wrong you know, it's, it's not an hour of waiting around to record and figuring out this, mm-hmm. this tech, tech diff, man. Fucking old man, you know. Time zone. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even, it's, a, it's an hour law. Fucking figure it out. Central's the superior time zone. I'm convinced. I don't care what anyone no. says. Those fucking EST cocksuckers are always, they just think that they're the only fucking time zone. Yep. Oh, it's true. Very true. Figure it out. All right, um, we have two movies. I'm very excited to get to these. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I just watched the trailer for both of them. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I want to get your take on what we are going to be looking at this weekend in uh, theaters. What do you got? Yeah, so what we have here, August 20th, 2021, is a classic August, end of August dump month weekend uh, we've got a lot of titles this week, but for binge views, we're only doing two. Uh, nationally, we've got like the Paw Patrol, the movie releases. Uh, there's the Protege from Lionsgate, I didn't get around to. Demonic is Neil Blomkamp's new movie, I didn't get around to that either. Hmm. Uh, and the two I did get around to are The Night House and Reminiscence. So, yeah, the studios are just throwing all this shit at us and, uh, hoping something sticks, but nothing's going to stick because, uh, these just uh, are pretty mad movies, but yeah. we'll dig into that. Uh, what right. do you want to start with, man, between these well, two? Well, I, I just want to say really quick that we just did a commentary for the full binge, me and the boys, and we were talking about the trajectory for Neil Blomkamp's, Blomkamp's um, filmography for his whole career. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, started off with a bang and it just kind of like petered out as 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 it went. What are you hearing on Demonic? Yeah, I've heard nothing. Heard nothing but absolute dog shit. Um, I, Rotten Tomatoes, not that that matters, but at least the reviews are killing it. It's like thirteen percent right now. Jesus, uh, I knew it was a movie that was. Con- I heard an interview with him this week, and he said it was completely conceived over the pandemic. It would have never made it if it wasn't for that. Uh, I think we need to just take everything in context with these pandemic movies, man, because. I, I haven't seen a single one of these that has been good. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of these, like, are, like, made uh, – what was that fucking lockdown movie that Law and Pete reviewed? Oh, they loved – oh, yeah, the lockdown um... – Or whatever it was. It was the Anne Hathaway. Um... Oh, okay. Yeah, that movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. Talk, You're not talking about Host, right? Host. No, no, no. Okay, I oh, guess, okay. yeah, that's the one, like, that's... Skype movie, though. But, the, yeah, yeah, there's just so many it. of these that are, like – done during the pandemic that like they just aren't good movies like uh, i don't know i've not seen demonic so i'm not going to speak on it but i think that we need to just like put these all in a certain category of uh 
of movies because <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know i don't know if these are it <laughs> but no one's gonna look back on these with nostalgia lenses in 10 years no 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 not at all i, I think that's a pretty good uh case with the 2020 2020 movies in general yeah. um because i mean there wasn't a lot of great stuff last year obviously and then so far this year it's been pretty meh as well but like like i've been saying this whole year is just going to be like a feeler out year in general mm. um we're not going to know the future of like the the window models and all that shit until mm. probably the summer of next year i mean we're still in the, the the heart of the pandemic still i mean studios are still thinking about jumping ship from these last few fall months here so i mean it, which we can touch on too because it's gonna be a short show if not but yeah um, no no it's cool we can have that conversation i mean you uh texted us the other day and said that you know one of pete's movies that we had for the summer box office uh draft um is now going online it's it's gonna go streaming they're not even releasing it in theaters which obviously affects his box office bottom line Correct. um yep. but Straight I, amazon prime in, in terms of like you're saying, it's just like a feeling out period for the studios. I guess we're going to be seeing that a lot. I mean, we're seeing – I mean, Nine Inch Nails just canceled the rest of their tour. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of big music acts are starting to cancel their tours and shit. So. Yeah, I mean, in the with that, like families aren't coming back to the theaters in droves right now because, you know, obviously kids 12 and under can't even get vaccinated right now. So that's a big thing. A lot of these – if you've noticed this summer has been – a lot of horror movies. It's been a lot of uh, movies that the studios can kind of write off and not worry too much about. Your F9s, your Black Widows, those are kind of like guaranteed to make money no matter when they're released, <laughs> even in the middle of pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, of course, yeah, those made a lot of money. But, yeah, these horror movies that have come out, and you know, you get like Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. These, these are movies that the studios can afford to pump out and, and, and cut their losses. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they'll show up on streaming. People are going to watch those regardless. Um, but yeah, man, I, the kids movies just aren't a thing really right now. That's why hotel Transylvania moving to Amazon prime is, it was kind of surprising because it's like a billion dollar franchise between the mm-hmm. three of them. But, but if you look into it, Adam Sandler and Kevin James aren't even in these, like the, their voices aren't even in it, I guess. I didn't realize that either. Um, so I mean like that's a whole other thing and yeah, it's Halloween season going up. Yeah. hundred million dollars they bought it for. So. Yeah, I, there's rumors that Venom might move again. There's rumors that The Matrix might be moving into 2022 because Warner Brothers struck that deal with AMC that it's a 45-day window. Um, so that could bump a few – like what? what? Because that's supposed to come out the week before Christmas. Yeah, So yeah, bump, yeah. bump two weeks into uh, January or whatever it is, and then you're making the box office profit from The Matrix movie. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's just so much – I've come on the bench cast multiple times and talked about it. Like, Oh, we're just in this weird state. We are in a very historic part of, uh, Hollywood history, movie history in general, this whole streaming thing, all of this. This is yeah, just, uh, yeah. it's, yeah. I mean, it, it's never well, been the seen indus- before. The industry as a whole. I mean, correct. What, one mm-hmm. thing that is always brought up in, as far as comparisons go is the, the Spanish flu in the twenties. And that's, you mm-hmm. know, that, that predates Hollywood. Correct. And yeah. the whole industry. So they, there's no there's no marker to, to gauge or even judge or compare things by. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and then the whole, you know, VHS revolution, you know, movie theaters were selling VHS uh, copies in, in lobbies, theater lobbies back in the day. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like DVDs were, was the end of this. I mean, it, there's always going to be some type of, of correlation between the two. They can live... Uh, 
pretty handily side by side you know it's it, yeah yeah it's just it's just a very weird time and uh we're not gonna know really what the future holds until probably a year or two from now and then we'll kind of get get our the wall street the the streaming numbers all this shit uh yeah. stock prices all this in in the streaming numbers it's just a weird war right now and uh it'll all it'll even itself out and level out eventually but it's just a fucking weird time like yeah. a, 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 asterisk season for the last few years really so (laughs) two or three years they just have asterisks on them (laughs) yeah man i mean i i i don't know about you i think i'll uh i'll touch on this movie in a few weeks i saw it's under embargo so i can't talk about it i saw probably my favorite movie of the year so far today uh uh, earlier today um but even then it's like that's not an amazing movie by any means 2021 has been pretty meh i think pig is probably probably my favorite movie so far of the year i mean honestly which that's what what yeah i mean it, we're just—it's a very, very, very strange time. Um, but hey, we're gonna hit these movies yeah. here this mm-hmm. week, and uh, we'll yeah, keep, you, we'll keep you know, chugging along. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, a lot of the conversation obviously happens online and yeah. in the digital space, which is mm-hmm. not even a conversation to begin with because everything is so polarizing and and extreme on one opinion or the other. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, which is. You know, like and, and I know one of your annoyances that people decry crying out the like the the death of cinema and death of movie theaters and things like that, and it's just fucking relax. Yeah, everyone it, just calm down. It's, it's just hyperbole on every yeah. side. I mean, on every uh, side, yeah. It's it's just annoying, yeah. but like you can't just fucking. I mean, I guess you can. Everybody does it. Just spout off at the mouth and knee jerk <laughs> reaction to things but um mm-hmm. yeah yeah when you're ready to fucking have a you know, a bigger conversation which is i guess this whole fucking lead up to uh the reviews this week um you know we're there we're ready to have them we're not gonna yeah. be uh extreme and polarizing one way or the other I, I think i honestly think though a lot of a lot of the the film twitter shit and all this stuff it's just like a, a a collection of people that just they don't like movies. Like it just they just want to talk shit, just to talk shit. I don't know. Like yeah. I don't know. You guys obviously started this website and doing podcasts because you love film, you love movies, and it's just it's at a point. It's just like this trying to like pit things again. I guess it's like the whole thing in general, like the the world in the last year. It's just always trying to pit shit against it, and oh, this is the death of this, and just de- declaring whatever. I mean, it's just it. Denny, what Denny Villeneuve put out a statement this week saying like watching dune on your phone is like uh, what putting a speedboat in a bathtub or something of that nature (laughs) and then like there was the whole section like fuck this guy i hate movie theaters and it's like danny's a piece of shit and there's like (laughs) danny's actually one of the directors that's been delivering like original like solid content for the last like 10 years so Relax, okay? Relax. Yeah. This Scorsese's talking shit about Marvel movies. Fuck Scorsese. Relax. Everyone just relax, okay? Shut the fuck up and sit down. It's <laughs> amazing. All right, let's get to some new movies. We have The Lake House, just again, Night House, and Reminiscent. Um, I want to go with Night House first. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, yeah. So this is, uh, I think I talked about it a little bit at the end of the last show. The uh, 2020 Sundance, I know this this. Was it like their midnight uh, madness screenings and people were just raving about this out of the gate? Uh, Searchlight, who it used to be 20th Century Fox, mm-hmm. which, you know, 20th Century Studios, they uh, scooped this up 
right away, and uh, I think they they dropped a pretty penny on it. And uh, this is directed by David Bruckner. He he did the Ritual on Netflix a few years ago. Um, pretty really good little uh, indie horror movie. And uh, he's done a couple episodes of Creep Show, and he's doing the new Hellraiser reboot as well in a few years. Um, so pretty up and coming horror director here. Uh, Rebecca Hall is the uh, really the whole selling point of this movie. She's in ninety nine percent of the screen time. <laughs> Um, Sarah Goldberg, who is from, uh, who's Sally from Barry, uh, his love interest on that show. Mm-hmm, she's in this mm-hmm. as well. Other than that, you're probably not going to know a lot of the people in this movie because there's, they're really non-existent. Um, this is, uh, let's just get to a little bit of the plot here. Yep. Um, Rebecca Hall is a widow. She's playing Beth. Her husband just recently, um, when the movie picks up, she's coming back from the funeral and it's, uh, presented to us that he got onto a rowboat and rode out into the middle of the lake of their uh their lake house and shot himself in the mouth and they've been married for 14 years and it was very unexpected she didn't really see it coming and so she's a, a teacher at the local school and it's her really dealing with a lot of depression and the loss of this and wondering why this happened and why she was so caught off guard by it. So she starts to dig into his past and realizes that there's uh things that aren't what they seemed while they were married. He has a secret hidden past and uh, a lot of her friends are trying to get her to move the hell out of this house and being like, it's not good for you to be there. And uh, things start to go bump in the night as uh, it were. And uh, she gets Yes, correct. Okay. There's a knock on the door one night, and she goes, nothing's there. So you've seen that before, right? Um, this movie definitely pushes the uh, the theme of the story kind of at the front of it. It's it's it, The themes of this movie are very much um, present here. It's very atmospheric in the horror aspect. There's not a lot of jump scares. Mm-hmm. This is a really shitty poster, though. Have you seen this poster? Yeah, I'm looking IMDb? at it now. It's... Yeah, it's fucking brutal. Yeah. Uh, n- none of the marketing or anything have done this movie any favors at all. Um, yeah, it's a really rough. You you relating the beats of the film, or at least kind of like the broad strokes, way more interesting than the than the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't, yeah, I didn't get great... anything from the trailer either, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a great trailer. No, not at all. It, this is very much being dumped, man. Like, a, I will say that about these two movies this week. It's no fault of their own. They are just being completely dumped by the studios that are releasing them. Like, absolutely, 100%. Um, <laughs> Rebecca Hall is fantastic in this, though. She is great, man. I think if if, if there were ever a horror actress made for... If, sorry. If there were ever an actress made for a horror movie, it is her. Um, mm-hmm. She can do the expressions on her face. Um, she she is, commits to this role 100%. She's really, really good. All right. Um, People are like raving about this man. It's getting really good reviews. It's like a up there, like audience or critics are are loving it. Like I said, it's Sundancer was loved. I thought this movie was just fine. Like I thought it was it was it was a well made movie. I think mm-hmm. the director and the cinematographer do a pretty pretty cool camera tricks here. Um, they they do it with like household objects that are just like basic in the background, and it kind of transforms it into like a. Uh, it's like a, someone's always watching her, essentially. A um, uh, little bit of Invisible Man vibes you can get from this, um, but this actually premiered before Invisible Man did last year, so mm-hmm. you can't really, which not not in context of what this is releasing with, but <laughs> a whole year and a half later. But um, yeah, man, I think this is... <laughs> yes, that's right, that's right. <laughs> um, 
but I had a, I had a decent time with this. I, I I don't think this movie is scary at all. Um, for for me, the, like the horror, the tension, it wasn't really there. Um, it's very very much though. You, you don't know if she's just like mentally ill or if what she's seeing is is uh, necessarily that, yeah yeah. That was my biggest question after the trailer ended. Like I I really got that vibe. So how 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 much does that come into play? Look at where what you talk you talk about her friends in terms of uh you know that you can't be here, you know, move out, whatever. Um but do they kind of start to question whether or not she is with it or not? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so pretty the, much the whole pretty much the whole movie. There's a, okay, she has some she has some pretty great scenes where she kind of breaks and she's just like like she's a teacher at a school and she goes in like like a week after her husband dies and she's like it's like the end of the school year and there's a parent coming in trying to talk to her about, Hey, like my son got this grade. I just wondered why. And she just like drops it off. She's like, I wasn't here last week. And you know why? Cause my husband killed himself. And she's like, kind of just like drops it all on this teacher. Like she doesn't <laughs> yeah. give a fuck. So like people around her are aware that she's like, kind of like unraveling a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the teachers are kind of seeing this and realizing it. So yeah, yeah, definitely mental illness has played up a lot of this movie and you don't necessarily know it's real or not, but all right, so I, that, I had no, go ahead. Yeah. no, 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 you. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just going to say, so not so much spooky or scary or uh, you know tantalizing as far as that goes. It's just more of it, it's compelling the way things kind of uh, kind of the, just unfold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, at least. For me, at least. I've seen some fucking critics that are just like, "This is the most terrifying." You see, you see that shit. <laughs> yeah, terrifying. Like we were just talking about the hyperbole and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Terrifying on another level. Get my name on the fucking poster, or the, the the DVD covers. Yeah. Not a thing anymore. But yeah, <laughs> the review. Yeah, man. This movie is completely fine. I think this will be a good little like fall watch for a lot of people. But nice. I think this will definitely. Uh, I don't know. I, I think there's going to be some sections of the horror audiences are just going to hate this movie. It, it's pretty slow burn. It's not the pacing isn't like fantastic by any means. But all in all, I, I I'm not going to talk shit about this movie. I think it's worth watching alone for Rebecca Hall. She's fantastic in it. Um, this you would watch be, it with uh, somebody else. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Did you say did I watch it with somebody else? No, I'm saying can you watch it with somebody else? Because you said uh, it's pretty good to watch alone for rebecca hall so i'm oh, wondering sorry. if you could also watch it with somebody else oh yeah okay yeah, yeah. i'm saying alone it's watching what <laughs> what happened what happened? Um. oh so this is more like i, I kind of see what you're saying in terms of like it's uh like a good early fall movie before like the intensity of like all the horror films that we watch during halloween and shit yeah, um, yeah this yeah. is just kind of like you let it kind of wash over you a little bit and, and, and instead of just tensing up waiting for the next jump scare or kill or whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm down with not, that. Not a bloody violent or anything movie. Yeah, it's, it's completely fine. Completely harmless. I, the writers of this movie actually um, did a movie in 2017. They're, the writers are Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski. They did a movie in 2017 called Super Dark Times. Have you heard of that movie? No. It's actually a pretty good little uh, indie horror movie. Um, it's more okay. of a, kind of like the Stranger Things type vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also writing the Hellraiser movie, which I didn't even realize, which this guy's directing. So they're they're right, kind of like yeah, a package yeah. deal, it seems like now nowadays. But yeah, this movie's going to make absolutely no money this weekend, and will probably be written off and just kind of forgotten. But I think it's worth watching for Rebecca Hall, and it's a pretty good time. I, I'd say stream this. Um, 
since I can do number ratings with you, it's kind of nice. Fuck you, fuck you, Law. I'll give this a soft, soft seven on ten. All right, sounds good. Okay, we have an ongoing joke with uh, ongoing bit with Rebecca Hall um, that came up during I think a Captain America commentary with me, Pete, and Tom Velez, the great Tom Velez. Um, it's just that she's kind of like. I don't know if bland is the right word, but she's just kind of there. She's not really amazing in anything. She's not terrible. She's hmm. just kind of like I don't know. I've always uh, I've always seen her that way. Okay. And that, I think she's what, really good in the town. I like her in the town a lot. I think that's I, I think that could have been anybody though. That's the thing. Okay. like hmm. I don't think she brings anything special to any of the roles. She was good in that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. She she was good in that, but I think that was just you know, you're, ba- you're basically playing the uh, the female interest, the girlfriend. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know if there's much to it. Uh, okay, well. But, but like well, I said, I, it's it's not like that we don't like her or anything. It's just she's kind of bland, kind of serviceable, I guess. Nothing really okay. standing out. Right. I'll buy it. I'll, I'll accept it. But I would say if there's any movie to watch for a performance of like, hey, she's great, I'd say this was the movie for you. All right. So, maybe this is even if you movie. take nothing else out of it, you'll be like, mm-hmm. after this movie, like, Rebecca Hall's a pretty good actress. So. You know what? She's yeah. decent. Okay. Yeah, I, I accept that. I, I accept that. I'm down. <laughs> I accept this. All right. All right. Uh, that was The Night House. Um, let's move on to Reminiscence. Reminiscence. All right. So another classic case of being dumped. Even on HBO Max, with with a pretty damn good cast here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the directorial debut of Lisa Joy, who is married to Jonathan Nolan. You may know him as the brother of Christopher Nolan, and they are the two creators of Westworld. Uh, yes. Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. She wrote and directed this cast. We've got Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, Tandy Newton, Cliff Curtis is in this as well. Uh, this is set in a futuristic world where... Miami is uh, pretty much like it's just sunken. It's it's gone. It's being overtaken by like the the water has risen up, and it is a uh, futuristic Miami like beach town type. It, it's 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 very dystopian. Um, yeah, the, it almost looks like in the, in the trailer, almost looks like um, like the canals in Venice or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With all the buildings um, and whatnot. Yeah. So, so Hugh Jackman is a he's like a private investigator who he works with Tandy Newton and they they investigate like not investigate they they run this like side business company that is uh, people can come into this machine get an injection and go in and uh, it's called a reminiscence what the movie's called and uh, you can relive uh, nostalgia. Things from your life. It's a, it's a drug, essentially, which, I mean, nostalgia is a drug in real life anyway. Yep. If I can think of the better times, it is 100% a drug. But that, they play that up here. So the, you want to go back and have that memory with your, your mom or dad who passed away or your dog who passed away. You can throw throw the ball to f- the fucking spot and bring it back to you and all this fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he eventually meets a character named uh, May, who is Rebecca Ferguson, who's – probably my number one like hollywood crush i fucking obsessed with her lover okay. lover what becky ferg what do you see rebecca hall then <laughs> i think good. there's a there's a 1a and 1b in the rebecca's and i think it's 1a is pretty pretty heavily of rebecca ferguson okay. um okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so he runs into may and uh becomes obsessed with her 
There is a reason behind it, though. She she comes into their uh, establishment and she's looking for something, and he uh, falls in love with her. They have this whole thing, and then one day she eventually just up and vanishes completely. Mm-hmm. Ghosts him, and uh, he's like, "What the fuck? We were in love. This is, doesn't make any sense." And uh, kind of spirals from there. And he starts to investigate and grabbing other people and looking at their memories and uh going from there okay i really really dug the first two-thirds of this movie Mm. i it's very classic it's it's a noir sci-fi blend here very much so a lot of voiceover from hugh jackman as the uh, title character giving you a lot of exposition of explaining what's going on does all of it make sense it doesn't all make sense really yeah it's it's what it is. Um, did, did you even know about this movie, man? Like at all? Like, um, yeah, I, not not the the plot or anything, but I I just knew there was a movie called Reminiscence that had something to do with Nolan, Jonathan Nolan. Uh, didn't know that it was his wife who wrote and directed it, and knew it was going to be uh, starring um, Hugh Jackman. But that was that was pretty much it, though. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Com- Another classic, it's just being completely dumped. Like, on HBO Max, even, it's like, all right, here you go. Like, this movie's going to make, like, $5 million this weekend to the box up. Maybe, like, mm-hmm. five to eight. But, like, with a big cast like this, um, yeah, it, it's weird. Uh, I really like the world building they do here. Like, I think the, like, so they're nocturnal, really. Like, it's, it's the world is too hot during the day, so everyone comes out at night. In this in this town, they're like riding around on little like fucking boats between the the buildings that are like halfway sunken and shit. It's pretty cool. I really really liked it. I'm a big sci fi movie fan in general. Mm-hmm. Um, she interjects weird action scenes in this movie that feel really out of place. Um, feel really cheesy in general. Like they just don't feel natural. Um, but like I was saying, the first two thirds of it, I'm there with. I'm I'm here with the story. I, I'm I'm engaged. And then it just kind of goes off the rails in the third act a little too much for me. And I just I just wasn't quite there with it. Uh, it's just a little too long. And apparently Warner Brothers cut like 30 to 35 minutes off this movie. I can't even imagine if this movie was that much longer. It's like an hour and 55, I think, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like two and a half. I, I I can't even imagine what they did with it. But um, all in all, I, I, I was more let down than anything with this. I, I still had an okay time. I, I can appreciate a new non-IP, like, big-budget movie that's just, like, thrown out there, and they're trying to do something with it. It's, it's pulling elements from, like, Minority Report, Blade. I mean, the, the poster looks like a, just a straight Blade Runner ripoff. Does, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just straight Blade Runner ripoff. Um I will be interested to see what people think about this movie because it is just – I think it's just going to be completely forgotten in the abyss. Like, you know, it's in the yeah. ether of yeah. like, wow, oh, that was a Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson movie. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing. <laughs> um, well, do you have seven, any questions about this? Yeah, it's got a 7.2 rating on IMDb. I guess that's pretty good for right now okay. and for okay. for IMDb also. Um, yeah. The, the reminiscence machine, as it were um, – is this readily available to people? Is it kind of an expensive thing to yeah? You gotta to get? you gotta pre- you gotta pay 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 a pretty penny. That's what they're kind of okay. running on the side. So they, I think he works for the government in like the actual. Uh, so like they bury people on these type machines as well. So you can oh. uh, you can pay to have like the memory forever as you're like dead or dying or whatever. 
Um, you can relive like this. So chain that other of, like, people can access it, or like your consciousness. Yeah, your consciousness is it. hooked up. Yeah, it's hooked up to it, and so you're just like living out the rest of your life in this these weird memory. Like, yeah, these memories of oh, shit. That sounds awful. Um, yeah, I guess it could be good, but you know, uh, yeah, I I really dug this trailer. Um, mm-hmm. but I did get the sense that this was that the that the runtime of the film was probably going to be a, a little too long. You know, sci-fi movies you, you need a lot of time to kind of depending on on the type of sci-fi and the type of um science that you're using, you're going to need a lot of time to kind of set these things up, explain, have some exposition to, as to how things work and everything. So I was a little hesitant about that now hearing that <laughs> this is actually like a two hour and 40 minute movie is kind of kind of weird yep. it, it also like not really giving me a lot of confidence um what was i gonna say oh so when they go into the machine and they're reliving the whole nostalgia the, all these memories uh does it look different than the than the actual world yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you can well, you can tell um, well, so they, they they put it kind of in this like three D hologram type shit that they're like watching. Uh-huh. So he's like he so Hugh Jackman Nick is like narrating them through it, like hey, you're going to sleep now. This is what's happening, and he's okay. watching like almost on a projector type screen, but it's like these three D images, and like he's yeah. So him and Tandy Newton are like watching everything that's going on, so they can see, and that's how they investigate like other people's shit. Like oh, help the cops out with this, this, and this. So yeah, they're 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 watching it on these three D images that are like recreated. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So they can watch whoever's in the machine. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now the person in the machine. Do we follow them? Could. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, does the viewer? Us as the, as the audience, do we follow them through the machine and through their memories and everything, or is it everything it, just on the? On it's it's just it's just screens. what they're yeah it's just on the screens what they're thinking of in that moment. So oh, he's okay. like, go back go back to this time because like okay, so say she comes in and says, I lost my keys, and he's like, all right, let's think about all the places that you had your keys last. So it'll take you to that specific time in their okay. life. Yeah, okay. yep. and for the most part, you're just observing. Whether whether you're in the machine or you're Hugh Jackman and Tandy Newton, they're just observers. You can't really affect anything in those memories. No, or, not at all. Okay, nope. you're just you're yeah. just it's just sheer observation. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I got a little bit of you know once you started bringing up uh, the um, Rebecca Ferguson angle because I guess that's his the the chick that he meets mm-hmm. or was in love with or whatever. Yep. Um, I got I got I got deep uh, fountain vibes from it. Maybe it was just mm. a Hugh Jackman thing, but it, but it was also the the idea that you, that you that you're trying to link back up with like your loved one or whatever. Yeah, I mean that. So the fountain is a movie that I've seen once. That is an Aronofsky movie that I've only seen once and I've never revisited. So I yeah I I don't remember a okay. lot about it. And that was I was six when it came out. Um, I can't yeah, remember Jackman. if that was that was you or. Jack, that was a huge fan of the fountain. I don't remember. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I, that makes yeah, sense. I, I, I love Aronofsky, but sure. that's that's an absolute blind spot as far as his filmography goes. Because mm. I mean, I've seen it once. I watched it in a theater, and I had not watched it since. So it's a, it's a um, tough watch in a completely different way that uh, Requiem is. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it completely bombed. I remember, and no one, no one mm-hmm. watched it. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like it came out on Thanksgiving in '06 randomly. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah kind of just came and went. But yeah, 100. percent I need to revisit that. But I don't know. Yeah, I could see it. Like from what I remember. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? Now these action scenes that that the director puts in. Um, is this studio? Do you think that's like studio interference that? Maybe there there just wasn't enough of it that it was too much of like even though it's a sci fi film that there was there was maybe just too dramatic and not enough action. Uh, I don't I don't know I, I don't know that's a good question. Uh, the, two, the two, there's really two like action scenes that and it just everything else is is really pretty vanilla and then it just like pops off and like out of nowhere you're just kind of like oh that i didn't really see that coming like there's like a almost like a they live type okay i'm not gonna put on they live though because it's like one of the best like fight scenes ever but like Mm -hmm. just out of just break down like just like punching each other like beating the shit out of each other like what where did this come from exactly it just feels kind of cheesy yeah it's mainly with cliff curtis's character he's kind of like really hamming it up in this movie (laughs) um but all in all i i i can appreciate a movie being uh trying to be its own thing i think Definitely. it falls a little yeah. it, it falls it falls a little short for sure um this isn't as bad as like some like other shitty uh, like sci-fi movies uh that are like kind of nolan verse spun off what's that movie with uh johnny depp from transcendence i think is that movie yep yep i feel like yeah, it's yeah Danny yeah. boyle right uh is it Danny boyle i don't it might be it's I don't know. It's a Johnny Depp movie. It's really yeah, shitty, yep. and I and I and I think Ferguson's oh, no, in not. that movie. It's not. Uh, let's see. Rebecca Hall's in that. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. There you go. I'm getting me confused. <laughs> Sorry. Rebecca Hall and uh and and Hugh are both in the Prestige as well. So we got like a yeah, whole yeah, Nolan yeah, weird yeah. thing going on here this whole week. What the fuck? Um. Yes. Yeah. I mean, go, yeah. Hall. I I definitely got some Inception vibes too from the from the trailer. Just oh yeah. Just from the those like wider shots of. Miami underwater and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bones of of the Nolan verse here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very influenced by Nolan. It's his, it's his fucking sister in law writing and directing this movie. So yeah, yeah. Um, this is gonna be a low a low stream. It. I would give this like a six, wow, six on ten. Okay. Yeah, okay. for we're doing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's still it's it's still worth watching. I think it's it's okay. It's an okay movie. It's gonna be. It's very forgettable though. I I can't. I can't imagine people are going to be like champion in this movie, but um, could be worse. I've and Rebecca Ferguson. I love you. Okay, you're I, my <laughs> my new wife. My next wife is Rebecca Ferguson. I'm going to make that declaration right here. Okay, right, good. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's a little disappointing, I guess, just because I, I like I said, just had kind of periphery knowledge of this coming out, and then watching the trailer thought it looked pretty decent, um, but. Uh, it's a piece of shit, I guess. All right, great. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I no, no, I'll, 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 See, I don't, I'll, I'll probably I also watch don't, it. I'll probably watch yeah. it this weekend, but uh, I don't yeah. do, I don't do half ratings because you and Jack like shame me into those. Uh, I'm a kind of a half rating guy. I would give this a six and a half if we're actually like doing that, but I, I'm shamed into just doing straight numbers or just saying skip, skip it, stream it, see it, you know, Chad, see right. it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so this is a stream it and a half, low stream it and a half. Low stream it. Yeah, let's Two stream combine, it. Let's, let's just combine them all. Two stream it this week, but also go see it at the theater, you pieces of shit. Go watch it. Jesus. Them, okay? 
No, yeah. you want we want them to go see uh, Shang Chi or whatever the fuck that is. Shang Chi, Shang Chi, Shang, Shang, bro, get it, get it right. Shang of the Dead. Um, and uh, I really need them to see the Matrix and Snake Eyes would be great for everybody to go see that. Mm, or at least it's on VOD it. now. Uh, God damn it! I was want, hoping they were going to petition and demand it back in theater so everybody could no, watch it. Yeah, they don't count box office numbers on, for uh, video on demand, unfortunately. Um, Fuck. Yeah, we got I'll, I'll call in. I, we got to talk about this Pete pick, and we got to. I mean, your Matrix pick might get moved too. So we got to. We got to figure out what we're going to do. I mean, obviously everybody has to have five movies, so we got to figure that out. But yeah, we will. Law's gone this weekend, so maybe the following weekend we can we can reconvene and do an update, binge auction okay. update. Okay. I'll be um, I'll be back from uh I'll be fresh off my trip to Vegas for CinemaCon, so I can maybe give a, a CinemaCon update as well. So oh, nice, you're gonna be all wired and shit. Great. I'll be watching Shang Chi there uh, next Wednesday. So really? there will not be be no binge views either uh next week. Candyman is, that- is the only movie that releases next week, so is that your only screening out there? Uh, that we know of right now, obviously. Like, there's f- a like full length, because I know they show like clips and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As of right now, that's the only that we know of. Other than that, who knows? They they pop up, though. They they There'll be like a three or four hour block that's like blocked off for a presentation, and then they'll show like an hour of trailers and then end up showing movies. So who knows? I, I, yeah. As of right now, that's the only confirmed full length movie, but we'll see. I um The one time that I went to CinemaCon when it was called Show West... Mm-hmm. Um, was with one Mike Sampson from the Balge.coms. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. we – Disney showed the the opening, that first 10 or so minutes of Up. Oh, And then yeah. Pete Docter did a Q&A afterwards. Uh, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. That's like my the one best. highlight for uh, my show West, my show West days. Was that was it, was it at Bally's back then or was it Caesars still? It was at Bally's. It was a Bally's, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it moved to Caesars, I think, like, the the year they moved it from Show West to CinemaCon, it became a Caesars thing. So everything's the Coliseum now at Caesars, so. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah it the, grew, we though. We stayed at the Flamingo, too, so we're right across the street, which is nice. Oh, okay. Nice stumbled back yeah. there. It's grown exponentially. Obviously, next year, this next week, is going to be a very much scaled-down version of it. Um, and there's another one next spring in April. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, just a meeting of... Uh, of NATO and getting together and figuring shit out and then uh, going from there. So to be an interesting, uh, very interesting drunken uh, week. So yeah, always. Uh, also uh, legal weed there, which is nice. You don't have to fucking mm. travel with it. Um, there you go. What was I going to say? Oh, next week you're out. Uh, anything that you're looking forward to in the next couple of weeks? I mean, we've got, Chongqi is uh, the week of the third. That's the first of September. That's the only thing that week. Week after that, we got the card counter from Paul Schrader. Uh, mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac looks fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Not a, not a lot though. I mean, Cry Macho. September is kind of mellowed out. He's no more Venom. Cry Macho is uh, Clint Eastwood's new movie that's going to be the September seventeenth. Mm-hmm. End of the month is like Dear Evan Hansen, which is the musical. Um, yeah, not. Not a ton. October, I think, is when shit really kicks off. I mean, there's Dune and last night it's last night in Soho. Uh, fucking Wes Anderson's new movie as well. Fucking French Dispatch. Uh, Jackass Forever. October's pretty stacked. Halloween Kills. Fucking Venom. Now, yeah, yeah, very, very stacked for October. September's kind of. No, nothing's really that different though. August, September of every year are always kind of meh. There's one or two titles that kind of rise above. 
and then you go from there. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a weird few weeks, and then October, hopefully, this this fucking Delta spike uh, plateaus this week or next, and then uh, yeah, movies actually come out in October, November, December. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Nice. I'm asking for a yeah. lot here. Okay, uh, The Night House, Reminiscence, uh, go see it, starring uh, Rebecca Hall in both movies. Oh, no, wait, Rebecca <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson in one, Rebecca Hall in the other. Uh, Chad likes them both. He doesn't discriminate when it comes to Rebecca's. Ferguson um, number one, though, come on. Yeah, but uh, Ferguson number one, apparently. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Binge Views. You heard it from the man himself in a couple of weeks. We'll have nothing. But in October, October is going to be amazing, though. That's hey, if, that if, is the important thing. Well, if I get back from Vegas next week, uh, I'll have Shang-Chi for the binge cast and Candyman, possibly. And we can do an update. I don't know. We'll see. If Law's back, if he will have me full binge, who knows? I'm not going to fucking put myself on a show. But we'll, we'll figure it out, guys. Okay? We'll fucking figure it out. Yeah. 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 Hopefully he's not on vacation again. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Binge Views, like I said, support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash binge media. Five bucks a month gets you a free shot glass or pint glass, your choice. The full binge, which is the full four-hour uh, binge cast, as well as Jack Attack Tuesdays, Pete's commentaries, and whatever the fuck else we do. Oh, and um, the monthly happy hour, which we're doing on Friday, September 3rd. Yeah, September 3rd. Very nice. All right. Other than that, Chad C, have a good one. Everybody else, have a good one. And we'll talk to you guys next time, okay? You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... Shut up! I'm wasted. Yeah, me and my tummy speaker bikes.